Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, Rihanna had a baby on stage, and that that was that was a bridge too far. <laughs> He's black. She's a woman. She had sex. She probably enjoyed it. Oh my god. So you know, you know that she goes. Might have. Yeah, might have. Might have. Right. Hey guys, um, so this could be awkward. Uh, I was um, I was looking at a poll recently, and um, yeah, like okay, who answered wh- which one? He answered wh- what on the on the poll there, man? Because like this is gonna get awkward now. According to that 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 absolute you know paradigm of of scientific polling Rasaman polls one out of the two of you doesn't like me that's that's what it told me okay that one <laughs> of the two of you is 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 unhappy with me right now maybe maybe more so than usual what's going on greg was it you i mean don't don't believe everything you read in the funny papers okay i mean that's on that's the funny prob- pages that's probably possible rashan what how did you answer on that poll when was that poll? Because if it was during, uh, let's say, middle to late December, I, I may have had a couple of issues with you. Okay, all right, that's fair okay. enough. Okay, okay, all right, that's 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 fair enough. I don't know. But I mean, it was it, it's what the holiday called for, so it wasn't out of animus or you know disrespect. Okay. It was, I was respecting my elders and my oh, ancestors. Gotcha. All right, get out of here, Jew. You killed the savior. We get it. I know. I know how it goes. I get it. It's like, of us for the rest of us. That's it. You know, I got your airing of the grievances of how it goes on here. Oh. Hmm. All right, so we good? We tight? I mean, everything all right? I mean, I'm just making sure. I was just being honest with the poll during Festivus. I can't speak for any other poll. I did not take one since or before that. I mean, Rasamom is so is so accurate. It's not like it's the outlier to every poll that's ever taken. It's not like <laughs> it's not like when you read five twenty eight, there's always Rasamom, like you know, out there on the one side. <laughs> it's it's not like you know, it's not like I couldn't trust that or anything. But now you know, now all of a sudden, it's supposed to be a hate group, and we can't associate. Oh god, it's just oh man. Uh, my funny papers are all messed up. This is this is really just kind of awkward. I don't know what to do here. Which you know, how are we gonna do this? Can we can we can we can we have a can we have a group hug and put the put the steam gentlemen back together? Can we can we get past this? Uh, we were never apart, man. Fuck. Dilbert. I was gonna. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like we were, can can we can we come can we get together and say fuck Dilbert? Like who gives yeah, a fuck well, about yeah. Dilbert? <laughs> well, the guy who made it. I mean, the, the thing that got me is like, you know how hard it is to come up with like a winning comic strip, a it fucking is- comic strip, and you actually did that, and you're gonna piss it away on not even juvenile racism. <laughs> you just this was like if you're going to say there's a complex racism and there's a juvenile racism this wasn't even <laughs> juvenile racism you, you know when you know you, so yo, the comic strip yeah, fuck, fuck him I'm, I'm fine with it when i, I think about the comic fuck. book thing on a on a somewhat more serious note it always amazes me gary larson really never intended to be a comic and write comic strips. Um, and nowadays, since he's retired, he does apparently, um, he he works in a jazz trio. I think he plays clarinet. I'm not bullshitting. Like all this stuff is 100% awesome, true. Yeah. Uh, and that's like basically what he, you know, he makes enough revenue off of all the far side calendars and stuff. And, you know, awesome. just all of his one strip thing. But yeah, he totally fell into that. 
Like that's like the most amazing, amazing thing to me. Right. That, you know, as you say, not an easy thing to do to, to, to write a comic strip or even just a single, you know, he used to do a single frame. Right. Uh, kind of, you know, uh, shout out to last week's episode with the memes. Uh, yeah, this guy was writing one, one frame. The stuff was funny. Right. And one quip. Oh yeah. We all, we know far side, especially over here. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I can't recall anybody hating the farce. I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone was offended. Over calendar the for it might not it. be yeah. your favorite, but what is there right. to hate? Right. I mean, I got a calendar for one of my birthdays when I was a kid. Uh, Farside calendar. I and mean, it was uh, I was pretty upset <laughs> the next year. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, hey, uh, this calendar is empty. You might want to. <laughs> I want to update this. Hey. It was bullshit too, because it was like when my birthday started. So it was like one of those weird calendars that start when you're like the month of your birthday. Well, it's just awesome when you you know have a birthday. It gives you twelve months, but I got like half the year fucking knocked off. I'm like, what's what <laughs> just discount shit? I hope you yeah. pay full price for this. <laughs> I'm a summer baby, and you get me a calendar. What the fuck? Like, God damn it! Ah, oh, another right. another way to prove you didn't want me. <laughs> God damn! damn. Oh, what? I, I, yeah, I dropped that one a lot. When you're seven years away from your next sibling, it's easy to drop that one. You don't know what yeah, the fuck yeah. you're talking about, you but it's so me. easy to drop that one. You were just horny. Admit it. Uh, you guys were drunk. You guys were drunk. I'm an oops baby. I, you know, I was ten and eight years away from my siblings, but it's a different, different dad. So I mean, I had that on my side. Yeah, <laughs> just made other things way more awkward. But okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. Like I got, I got memories of y'all dropping me off in random families when I was like two. I don't even know these people. I just remember weekends of just random families, and you guys, what the law made you come back. Right. You guys couldn't figure out how to just leave with my brother. You had to, you had to figure out how to get the baby too. My bad. I mean, at least they were, you know, willing to do that. I guess I don't know. Bare minimum. Come on, let's let's give it up for the it bare minimum. The bare minimum. I do have a memory. I know they're like friends of my mom or dad or parents of my brother. I don't know, but I remember like two or three. I literally got dropped off in random white people's uh, family for like a good weekend or so. That's all I remember. It's just my parents just like dropped us off. I was like two or three. I remember looking. I'm like, all right, cool. Where y'all going? And then gone. And then I didn't see him for like the next couple of days. I swear to God, I think California was like, you know, these are your kids. Just to be clear. Uh, Yeah. That's how Rashawn did his remake of The Jerk. Okay. All right. We're here. We're here. We are. I was working on some nifty glasses. We are the steam gentlemen. We are the. We are the Council of Geek. We are the podcast that dares to ask the question that no one else will ask in pop culture and social commentary. I am Josh, the Birdman, the man with an ass made for radio. Uh, That's know, not true. Hey, come on. Just saying. It's you know, man deadlift. Forget flat it. <laughs> like, flat like the side of a house. Okay. The water just goes right off it. Shoom, right now. The, the guy who was singing Eminem in the airport uh, desperately, you know, one of Eminem's classics, uh, uh, he definitely was talking about you with the sex trafficking, the deja vu. If you, oh, hey, you know, look at that butt. We all know that, you know, <laughs> we all know that, that, you know, we don't all know that. We we all know that with the uh, blood libel and, and, us, and the uh, and the, and the the protocols of the elders of Zion, it always comes back to me somehow or another. But we are here. I you've heard already from my two wonderful co-hosts. Uh, let's introduce Rashawn Smith, the three of clubs as he is known by the guy who you never know what's going to come next, who's always throwing curveballs and sliders each and every day. How you doing today, Rashawn? How do you do? What do you do? Uh, I just want to point out, I'm not sure if I'm the only person out there. Probably. And there's probably a medical condition that can uh, describe what I'm talking about. But anyone else have a, you know, uh, not just a brain that d- goes against itself, but literally it feels like two parts of your brain are constantly at war, but not in a disagreeing way. I don't mean like angel and devil. I mean, like, they're constantly talking shit to each other. And, and because of that one upping and your bad decisions, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, what? he won't do that because he only has five minutes. And the other side of my brain is like, you're such a bitch. No, he totally is going to do that. He's going to do something else because that is so smart. He should do that. And then the other brain, the other side of the brain is like, you know, I don't like how you're thinking about this because it's not big enough. He should definitely do all these bad things. And then one more thing. It's like, why is my brain talking shit about bad, like good decisions that I should be like trying to do? And then bad decisions are like just one up it. 
Am I the only one? I might be. I I'm gonna. I'm I think gonna we just that. met Ray Sean. That's Ray. No, Sean. I'm telling you again. That, I, I think that was not, Ray Sean. I do not have it in my spirit to hit that level of the man wakes know, up man. angry. That, there was a that was an internal struggle. You know that's let us on yeah that right struggle. There. There's no anger there. The the yeah. person you're referring to is angry at the start. At the start, no, I would okay. I would I'm gonna dub it Waldorf and Stetler brain. I think that's what I think it is. <laughs> All right, fair like enough. Inside so of Rashawn's head are the two, two old, old dudes, white man puppets. Two old white man dudes puppets, heckling the Muppets, yeah. though. I mean, they are heckling. I gotta the tell Muppets. you, that comment does not land the way you think it does. All right, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, you know. You, you, <laughs> You try. It's always you, could you give try. me like legal ego and animal or something. I mean, <laughs> there you go. Okay, I like that. You know, Sam the Eagle and animal. I can yeah. I can deal with that. Sam the you Eagle. Know. Yeah, we definitely. Sam. I mean, I've always felt like yeah, Sam the that's the that's the prefrontal lobe and animals the you know the medulla oblongata and the lizard brain back there. You know, oh man, oh man. Uh, you know, it's, uh, all the different parts. My humor is definitely Fozzie Bear, so we know that. Waka waka waka. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's how, that's how that's going to land, but yeah, definitely more gonzo in there than you want to, you want to oh, agree with. Is that a nose comment that, that we're going with that? Oh yeah, my god, The person who has the smallest nose in the group. Yeah. It's a nose <laughs> comment. Yeah. 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 That's it. You nailed it. Oh, nailed it yeah. every time. We have that stereotype backfire. Nailed it every time. And let me Shook introduce you to my other, uh, my other co-host, the amazing star child, the coolest one of us all, the one with the sultry tone, with the with the bass tones on the voice. It is Gregory Descents. How are you doing today? Well, goddamn. There we go. Uh, that was such an introduction. I feel like I'm not going to live up to it. But, um, you know, welcome all listeners all over the world, including Detroit. Detroit! Oh. Oh, uh, Detroit. We love. We Shout love. out to my family living there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but Awkward, are they especially li- Detroit. No, they're not listening. I can promise you that. But, you know, <laughs> since we're talking about Detroit. Yeah. Since we brought up the word Detroit, especially Detroit. All right. Well, as as we're listening and as we're referencing Michigan, uh, I actually want to uh, call out Traverse City, Sutton's, uh, Sutton's Bay, Elk Rap and Williamsburg all getting some downloads in this month. Uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, Illinois, though, by the way, Plainfield overtook Joliet from last week. So thank you so much for that. What's the matter with you, Joliet? Come on. 16 downloads there. But Joliet's right <laughs> hanging right in there with 14. And just got to give a big-ass shout-out to Oklahoma City. OKC with 17 downloads. Thank you so much for joining us and joining in on this steamy Steam, gentlemen, while we have you here, just before we get into the meat of our subject, getting down to business, as it is that time to get down to it, uh, please, if you have a moment, go on over to iTunes, rate and review, help us climb the charts, help us push this steamy agenda and get us out into the world, help us sell erectile dysfunction pills and uh, Casper mattresses and uh, uh, Angel's Envy, uh, what is that, bourbon? What was that, that, Rashawn? I mean, I don't know, whatever. Why not? We will chill for fucking anyone is what it boils down to. Well, maybe not anyone. There's probably a couple. Maybe not anyone. Maybe not. Uh, You know, know, especially our age range. Our age range. You know, there's some people that come on here and they're like, "Hold up, they're not racist." Oh god. Oh no, damn. All right, so maybe there's a few exceptions. I do enjoy that. I'm just saying the field is pretty big. The field is pretty big. I absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'll work for M and M's. I'll work for Hershey's. I got no problem with that. I don't care. Really Whoa. don't care. Really Lower don't care if the green M&M is, is shaving pits or doing whatever. I don't know. I don't give a shit. It's green m M&M. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We got it. We got it. So, you know, we're going on there. But please do that. Follow us on the socials. Do you even steam, bro, on Instagram? Seeing lots of love from you guys out there. Having lots of fun with everybody. And um, the the Steam Gentleman podcast on uh on facebook so you know don't be afraid to throw a like out there though rashawn pointed out that maybe maybe people are afraid to throw a like to us i get it but you know be bold you know i think i think you can be bold for us we're, we're relatively harmless and non-offensive relatively you know i mean download best. left and right <clears throat> how about that yeah, well, okay. for every time you want to like go Make download one of our episodes and, if, and here's sure. the fun part people 
no one on Spotify can see your rating on social media unless you want them to. So you can yeah. rate us there. Same you can that. rate us on Apple. No one's following that. You, you would have it. to share that information, which I do understand for some of us a little too hard. However, there is hope and solace for you. All right. Well, Rashan brought a great idea to the table today. So I want yeah, to right. blame me. That's it. That's exactly what I'm doing. You see that bust? I just threw you right the fuck under it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's coming down the hill. It's picking up steam. Now, Rashan had a good idea, a great idea. Talking about talking about our favorite, our favorite franchises, our favorite uh, uh, intellectual properties, IPs, if you will, as one does. Um, and all the favorite things that we do, but thinking about what it means and what you know what we bring to it and what if the sidekick was the main character and stay with me hold on to it stay with it what if that sidekick as the main character was a woman because we think it's high time that we talk about this right that is not my idea but i'll go with it all right well you know one possibility of it you know you know it is (laughs) We freeform this stuff as as we go. In one dimension, this is what you said, Rashawn. Or text somewhere in the multiverse. Somewhere in the multiverse, this idea was put out there. That's all I'm saying. Have you not seen the Have you not seen the Marvel movies? With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've slept through a good amount of them. Okay, fair enough. I get it. Age, age is catching us all, so I do understand that. Oh, I no, I, I do not think age is to blame for some of, the, <laughs> some of the fresh material that we're covering at this point. In oh, the fair enough, fair enough. But I thought it was a great. Oh, idea. it's another dimension. Oh, we're saved. Oh, yeah, no, awesome writing. Guy. Oh no, another bad guy who's also probably go get him. Grimace is here. Okay. But Rajan, I think you had a great idea. So with that, you get to bat in the leadoff space. Let's see how you're doing there. Step on up for your 10 minutes of fame. Rashawn Smith, the three of clubs. Let's go. What Mr. Fink, AKA the Birdman, did is something reminiscent of a lot of educators do when they have that a little too chatty kid uh, for that day. They give them a speaking role right away. Hopefully, they'll tire that little ass out. And I, I see you, Mr. Fink, AKA Birdman. You have to remember, or I'll remind you, my life has been surrounded by educators. My mom was a teacher. My wife's a teacher. I have aunts and uncles there. It goes on and on. So, Nice job. I appreciate it. A for effort. You know, you're welcome. B for, B for nice try. My idea, if we're going to be specific, um, at least in this dimension, in this realm, uh, was looking at movies through the female sidekick's perspective. And what does that do to that movie? Potato, um, potato. All right. To potato, tomato. Okay, go on. Yeah, it, was, it was more like potato and uh, gourd. But anyway, so no, that's not fair. I I can't think of the vegetable. But the point being, it's like I I just thought it would be fun with a lot of the movies that are out there. Some, you know, what we're probably up to like 70 something thousand movies that have been ever made or something like that. Maybe much bigger. I don't know. Um, But mass produced, let's say. It'd just be kind of fun to look at it from a female perspective. It'd be uh, and there's some easy go-tos, too, before I get to the one that actually always makes me think of this idea. And frankly, Hollywood, I think you're sleeping on a gold mine with an easy re, uh, retelling of a story that uh, was 
um, low budget and completely destroyed its returns in a great way to the point that it became uh, now only a classic to uh, the critics, but also a classic to the viewers, a cold classic, which is hard to do both. Um, but I'll get to that. But like easy things like so, like if you want to take Fight Club and look at it from Marla's perspective, keep in mind, this woman is dealing with someone who is literally having his personality split violently in front of her. Now, at a certain point, she's definitely figured it out. Like they we're talking about someone who is way more sad. We're talking about someone who had mastermind support group classes for minimal things. Like that is someone who's living in a major city who's figured out a social network system within a social network system within another one just for the fucking coffee and donuts. I mean, you can you can call that a lot of things, but that's a lot of goddamn planning. That's a lot of organization. That's a lot of pull through and, and thought. So I'm willing to bet she understood well into the story as she's dealing with someone who probably just hammered it. And you can take that any way you want it to um, in a way that she's like, fuck it. I've been dealing with losers left and right. Let me see where this goes. Probably did not see it ending where it did. But I have to say, we've all been in relationships where, frankly, we were like one or two bad decisions away from, you know, knowing a Tyler Durden. <laughs> Let's be real. We were just one or two. I think a lot of us, maybe you didn't quite date this person, maybe could have. But I know at least one of us, you know, or a lot of us within the time you hit about 40 yeah, or so. I, I no. totally dated Marla. See? Yeah, <laughs> or, but I'm saying I'm saying there's a couple of Tyler Durden's out there that were one or two bad decisions away from either hanging out with or dating or worse. And I'm willing to bet by the or time both. you hit 40 or both by the time you hit 40, you know, at least one person. Maybe you didn't date or whatever, but you could have. You had close decisions and you found out through time, like where their life ended was like a Tyler Durden type thing. And you weren't surprised. That's the thing. Like, I'm just saying Marla totally saw it coming. I think she was just writing now. Same thing with like, let's go with the matrix. Let's try to look at it from Trinity's point of view. Here's a woman who has been fighting a weird ass rebellion for the last couple of years, writing out with this dude named Morpheus. Now I'm not saying she had feelings for him, but I'm willing to bet she was basically like, kind of like, all right, well you fucking released me. So this is the best I'm going to get. So I might as well just make it happen. And then some dude drops in being called the one. Now, I'm not saying their romance towards the end of the story isn't necessarily genuine, but I'm just saying, at her point of view, if you look at 100% from her point of view, I'm going to go ahead and willing to say that being the one was probably second to the fact that this dude was just least offensive than the rest of the asshole she's probably been hanging out with for the last four or five years while trying to save her life. Like, we all act like everyone who came out of the Matrix was just great people. I'm willing to bet there are way more ciphers than fucking uh, Morpheus's and Neo's that came out of the goddamn Matrix. So I'm willing to bet at a certain point, she's like, yeah, you can be the one if you want to. Um, and I'm going to follow you through these weird-ass adventures, these, these things that there's no way in the world she's going to be able to say, even with the history that she had that that's exactly where she's going to go in, in each adventure of the story that Neo takes her. But it's kind of like, hey, again, it's him or fucking Cypher. So what am I going to, or am I going to be raving for the next like four hours before some giant monster comes out of nowhere, a, a robotic monster and just fucking rips my heart out while I'm in the middle of some rave orgy like Greg likes to call it. It's a <laughs> I think it was orgy. a little bit more profound than that. Uh, let's go. It was Pulp a rave orgy. I'm with I'm with Greg on that one. But yeah, anyway, yeah, moving yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Pulp Fiction. I'm again. I'm just aiming for like the easy ones that a lot of us have seen. So like, go from Pulp Fiction. If you take the perspective of every female character in that movie, it is a totally different movie. And frankly, I would argue it is a way more trippy movie. Imagine Butch's girlfriend. Imagine the shit she is seeing every single time this guy comes back to the goddamn motel room. Imagine the progression of shit this woman is trying to figure out. By the time she gets to the question of whose chopper it is, you got to think she's got like a hundred questions that she's just keeping down. That was just the easiest one she could get to. That's literally the only one that she could probably push out before she loses her goddamn shit because she is literally seeing hell walk through her door progression. She's seen all fucking goddamn seven le levels or uh, of the ladder. 
Go dude, ahead, Josh. Dude, all she wants is blueberry pancakes. Come on, dude. I mean, <laughs> I think that's I it. think that's where she ends. I don't. I don't know if that's where she starts. I think where that's where she ends. She what about fucking, buttermilk? What about our homegirl Arquette? Like, imagine her situation. Yeah, she gets yelled at, and she's a little bit, you know, you know, she's got a little bit of attitude. But I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not sure I'd be fucking cool too if my house is constantly being invaded by junkies who can't handle their shit. Like, I, that's literally saying, hey, by the way. Not only can you not handle the fucking product that my boyfriend or husband or SO can uh, gave you, you got to bring that shit to my house. So that means we're all fucking in trouble. We're like, we're all possibly getting arrested or shot or worse. Like, I, I got to be involved in this. And you imagine, just think about it. That dude sold to Vincent fucking Vega. You imagine how much shit that went through that house? You imagine how many weird things that woman saw? Uh, or or let's go with uh fucking Marcellus Wiley's uh girl again same thing whole different movie if we're uh, watching it from the female perspective actually the more I think about it almost every movie when you think about it regardless of the genre of the movie if you look at it from a female uh, perspective almost immediately turns into a murder mystery that's the funniest thing about a lot of them like literally because from their perspective they're just watching shit happen not only in real time but from like third party perspective or from the news. So it's just weird. I even one of my favorite movies, Donnie Darko, even if you take it from the sister or homegirl who got killed, that fucking set out part of the events. Again, watching it from their perspective, they're watching this dude go from just being some random quiet dude to all of a sudden walking around, basically having so much prescience that he is like literally seeing into the future while talking to you. Not easy to handle. So imagine the thoughts that come from that. But the thought that kicked it off, the coup de grace, the one where I'm like, Hollywood, literally, you don't have to do much to just write it. You literally can just write it from her perspective from the same exact plot and movie. And you see a totally different thing that I, I swear to you will make you money is momentum. The tattoo artist has to fucking be going through some shit by the time she's done at the end of that movie. <laughs> just imagine the progression of shit that woman went through to fucking tattoo each and fucking neurotic detail that individual came in and asked her for. Imagine the fucking degradation of that man's character, his personality, how he was probably asking for things, what he was lighting off. The first tattoo, he probably didn't say shit why he wanted. He probably mm -hmm. had two things. By the time he was done with his body, that man probably told her every fucking thing without actually giving her direct details that he could possibly think of or even didn't think of. Probably slipped some details, but not even like exact details. So she only has like a weird 43% of the story, but the type that like scares the shit out of you every fucking moment. Think about it. There's got to be at least seven tattoos before that movie ends that that woman's thinking, I got to call some authority. I got to do something <laughs> like this dude's going to kill me and everyone. In it. But she doesn't because she's fucking shook as hell, because by the time we're done with the end of that movie, that guy's memory is so dissolved. And he is so ready to fucking do whatever the goddamn thing he wants to do that. Yeah, she's not only going to tattoo where the fuck he wants to. She's going to do whatever the hell he wants just to stay alive. That is a totally different fucking movie from a awesome fucking movie and plot. Well, kind of overblown and a little overrated, but still, I think you got a little gold there, Hollywood. All right. Well, again, Rashawn, just giving the bank away. You know, we're just giving it out there to Hollywood. <laughs> That's what I do. And, I'm a giver. You know, I think Uma Thurman yeah, said it. Myself. Stop. Uma Thurman said it Ow. straight up in that movie. She said, whatever happened between Tony Rocky Horror and her husband was their business. It had nothing to do with her. And it had nothing to do with a foot massage. So that's that. You know. Well, on top of that, people talk to like individuals that work on them. If you go to a barber, chances are your barber knows more about you than a lot of people close to you. Oh, I'm absolutely. willing to bet by the time that man, like any person who gets tattooed by the same person over and over and over, oh, yeah. they're going to be expanding a lot of who they are in their personality. Just imagine what that woman was hearing by the time that movie was over and the story she had to piece together. <laughs> On top of the fact that in her world, that story is also being played out in the news. Let's not forget. Like, it's just not like she's just well, can ignore it. There's definitely some details where she heard from this guy is like, that's fucking wild. No way you did that. Uh, no like you'd be in jail. And then she went home, watched some goddamn TV, some evening news with her husband after Jeopardy. And she's seen that shit just get played out in unsolved mysteries or murders and shit. 
I do have to love that you mentioned not only the Matrix, but Memento and that Carrie Ann Moss is in both of them. So that's pretty cool. All right. There you go. That's an interesting point. Absolutely. You got that right there. So, you know, you got you got a twofer, Rashawn. Well done. Well done. Write that, that up there. You Knocking really, it out of the block. You really, you really three a club that shit there, kid. Nice. I shit. got more than two hours of sleep last night. So. Oh, my goodness. I, I know. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, well, Spike sounded like money. a drug surfer um, who has a nasal problem. Uh, I am oh. on top of the world. Oh my God, he's on his he's on his stuff. Watch out, everybody! Never surfed. Well, let me turn. Let me. Let's, he's on his stuff. Let's turn this little <laughs> lens around to my friend, the Star Child himself. I want to hear your ten minutes of thoughts. I want to hear your ten minutes of deep thoughts as with that very white voice of yours, with that silky smooth. Voice. I'm really playing that up today because I'm just. Feeling- I know, right? Like I, I feel it's a little bit of pressure, but at the same time, yeah, I like it's it. It's all good. No, it's all yeah, good. Like we, it. we all feel that Greg's got the best voice of us all. So let's let's bring that. Let's bring silky smooth pipes up to the front there. Let's hear about that. Let's see. Let's let's flip this around. Let's flip perspectives. Let's talk uh, about I- that. It's a lot. It's a lot. I feel like my mind automatically goes to older movies for the simple fact that it's in those movies that you really didn't get a lot of development for female characters. You know, like it was really just them either shouting too much or just being there to make, you know, Jimmy Stewart look more important than he actually is. But, you know, in those movies, even, you know, the main female characters, everybody felt like an Alice Cramden. You know, it's not to say that I didn't understand it from Alice Cramden's perspective, you know, for her in those days, like it really was, you know, your husband brought home the check and you just tried to keep him from doing anything immensely stupid. In the meantime, you've got to contend with Jackie Gleason being so goddamn Jackie Gleason. (laughs) And it wasn't easy. It couldn't have possibly been easy. But I think that you know, for her, exactly, to the moon, Alice, like, he's just you know, regularly threatening this woman. <laughs> and, you know, he's got his uh, a friend who was uh, actually a brilliant uh, uh, actor, too. And, you know, between all of them, you know, uh, uh, it's a question of who actually was the one getting all of the credit. But I just feel like from the women's perspective, from Alice's perspective, you know, it was this large man who just finds new levels of buffoonery every damn day and it's just a practice and 19 you know uh, uh after world post world war ii female forgiveness and you just have to constantly be there with it right on the top fast forward to skylar white and the thing is skylar white that amazes me for a lot of reasons that people hate her. And I think it says more about people than it does anything about the character of Skylar White. But your husband actually wants to start selling meth after you find out that he has potentially terminal cancer and you have a son that is special needs and neither of you are wealthy and you're not coming from a wealthy family. And he decides to do this with his life. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He decides to do this. And so she gets to this point where she's like, you know what? I'm going to be in on this with him. And she does. Like she runs the books for him for a little while. And then this shit goes haywire. She's the one who wants to get the fuck out of it. She knows for a fact that this has absolutely gone too far. And this man is now a monster. He's a monster. people. He's an absolute 
monster and everybody's like why does skylar have to be so stupid her husband's selling meth <laughs> that's not in the exact he's, order but know, yeah i mean like he's just hanging out while this girl just gargles on her own puke it's like ah you know like she was getting in the way anyway great scene. anyway anyway and I'll I, poison- agree walter, I agree with walter white on that one and I'll poison the other girl's kid because I just cannot let Jesse be happy under any circumstances. Exactly. I just can't let him go. It would have wrong. to do the drugs. You know. You know, so yeah, you know, like just that uh, uh, uh at least here, you know, she she goes all out to save her family at the end where Walter still couldn't see where he was headed. You know, even you got your fucking brother-in-law murdered so by the end of it you know skylar white even if you were supposed to be hating her by the end of it you've got to forgive her people still don't people still don't you know like this man ended up living on the top of a fucking mountain in new hampshire this did not work this did not work this plan of yours did not work and go ahead try to blame it on skylar i dare you yeah so uh, that's my you know tv pairing so for my movie pairing i wanted to go to um oh a man for all seasons a really great movie with paul schofield and um he plays thomas more if you don't know anything about his uh, about the story of uh, thomas more um he was a good friend of henry the eighth and he didn't agree that henry the eighth should divorce uh, divorce catherine of Aragon. and a lot happened to this poor man but basically Henry killed him because he stood in his way. And his wife was a woman named Lady Alice Moore. She's played by Wendy Hiller in the movie. Yeah, she's played by Wendy Hiller in the movie. And she's a fascinating character because she's not educated like everybody else, like the rest of her husband's circle. I think they actually say she's illiterate. But this woman is a lion in this movie he calls her a lion too but she's incredible the way they i'll say banter back and forth but she holds her own with her simplicity like she's a simple woman but she absolutely holds her own especially when her husband decides to take this position and she knows well he's going to kill you are you out of your mind you sad little man you really think he's going to let your charming little friendship stand in the way of getting what he wants he's put people's head on a spike for less you honestly think this is going to work and she defies him every step of the way now obviously she forgives him when the time comes to uh, uh for him to face his execution but through the entire movie oh my god is this woman the voice of reason while thomas moore is being an idea with way too many words <laughs> you're going through way too many words <laughs> to prove what everyone else knows but he is a martyr and he's taking a position on these things that's why you're supposed to root for him but at the same time this woman is a stone like she is doing her best to be rational while her husband's being idealistic in the name of christ jesus Fast forward, I wanted to talk about Matilda from The, from the Professional. Uh, this movie is definitely, you know, it, it, it's run into some problems. You know, people aren't really, <laughs> especially the uh, extended cut, you know, like, uh, you know what? Everything before 2016 is problematic. Anyway. There, there's so, issues. <laughs> there's officially issues. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> everything before 2016 is problematic. Just accept it. So um, uh, she's played by Natalie Portman. And I think Natalie Portman was actually 14 in this movie. Uh, she was close anyway, yeah. She was, was she actually young. 14? And she's playing. She was very young. She was certainly 14, 15, 13, somewhere in that range, yeah. Exactly. And so um, this movie is exceedingly violent. Uh, but um, her father is um, working with a crooked cop, I think uh, smuggling some drugs, and her entire family gets killed. And she wasn't there for the massacre. So she ends up under the protection of a guy who coincidentally is a hitman. And so through this entire movie, he is basically showing this teenage girl how to be a murderer, how to kill, to clean, as he calls it. He's supposed cleaner. To be the cleaner. Yeah, the cleaner. He's uh, showing her how to clean. And, right. Yeah. And it's um, I don't know. Ah, I got some I got some Batman and Robin vibes. I won't lie. Like you have no right dealing with this, you know, teenager's tragic loss by showing them how to be a sociopath. Like this is not 
is just not okay. But it does give the little girl a discipline and a control that she never had in her life. She always had these two psychotic criminal parents, a sister that she hated, and now the little brother that she loved is dead. And now she feels very small against, she finds out that, you know, about the corrupt police officer, she feels very small against a very large thing the NYPD, not just some corner drug dealer, but damn near an entire system involving crime families and mafia and drug dealing police. She feels completely helpless. So she finds this man who wants to teach her how to do these things. And the way that the child adapts does make you think about how strong children actually are. And it comes through it comes through like she just adapts to the situation does what she's supposed to do she acts out a couple of times but it does make her willful but the way that she is able to show this kind of uh, stoicism in violent stoicism but stoicism (laughs) in the face of what just happened to her and now the things that she's dealing with being shown how to kill people yes you know that is the kind of uh uh adaptate not, not adaptation but the way your children are just very adaptable in a lot of very tough situations. I thought it was very brave because most people do not want to show that, you know, like people always pretend the children are so sad and so weak. But if you look around the world, who has to carry most of the weight of adults violence? It's children. Well, in some and cases so for- they were the violent. Yeah, you know, like it it ends up being them. So they have to be strong biologically, you know, evo- you know, just in their evolution, they have to be strong because adults, you know, we're just always finding ways to get ourselves killed. So it, it wasn't afraid to show that. Now, she also has a crush on the hitman. And I did think that it was brave of them to just show that, you know, how teenagers are like even though she's in this situation she's she's just so comically bad at it and I thought that that was very honest too because not only did it show that she still she still wants something she still wanted a future for yourself because let's be honest when you love you still want you still want a future for yourself you still want to look forward to something and I, I think that was more what the crush was about than any of the very ugly things that have been thrown on those scenes since then. Well, it, you know, it was hmm. the 90s. Yeah. We well, you know, think project as much. We didn't think about it, think it through so much. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to debate Greg's points. It's his points. That's the whole point of what we're talking about is we're just taking perspective of a movie and, and seeing it from a female perspective. Right. I'm just going to point out a couple things about the actual movie. One, it came out during a time where a lot of wars were being fought. And unfortunately, a good amount of them were being fought by children's soldiers. So and children's soldiers, sadly, are kind of throughout history. But in this case, it was definitely prominent in one part of the world and it was well documented. So this kind of came out reflecting that. Also, it was kind of a little bit of an homage to another child sort of soldier uh, picture, which has been used a bunch of different times in a lot of different projects with La Femme Nikita. So it was a little bit of an homage to that as well. Uh, same director or, and, and same actor, and, and in the case of Leon, the same character, sort of, kind of, not really. Third, I think we're not quite giving enough credit to Leon character's uh, situation, whereas like he finds himself with this kid. He's not so much like he like he doesn't know what to do with the kid. So I think really that is why he moves to like basically. All right. Well, let me just tell you tell you this, because similar to ironically, similar to the character you were talking about in the film before, we're not necessarily literate or quote unquote intelligent, but with common sense bulldogs and, and bulldozes you know through you know people and, and i think you called her a, a lion or a lioness or something like that or warrior i don't know but similar in that way that was leon like he, he wasn't a smart man he just knew how to operate weapons in a masterful way and, and use them so like, I think he wasn't he, was he illiterate in that didn't she teach him how to read I think she did yeah, so, that's or at least helped him. So like, they, yeah. like in a lot of ways, it was kind of like this grown man who barely even knows how to be a man himself. It was kind of like, I don't know what the fuck to do with a 13 year old. And right. sadly, he kind of reciprocated the love. And uh, to your point of courage, they kind of show that. Also, again, 
I hate that you bring up fucking Skylar White because we're so misordering things. There's a couple of fucking things that she did to kick off a good amount of hate. I'm not talking about the incels. I'm talking about most of us who watch it like, yo, fuck her. So it's not exactly like she was just damsel in distress. I just uh, got to say that. And uh, I think Breaking Bad is overrated. I think Walter have, White kind of fucking sucked. I was happy he died at the end. I'm just saying. It definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a break. We might have to do a Breaking Bad episode, but all right. You know, I, I like I'm the worst the twice. Shut the fuck up. Uh, you know, I did like I Greg. I really liked I especially liked uh, the professional, uh, or a.k.a. Leon. Uh, depending on what you're watching for Matilda. Good choice. I like that. You know, I, I, I like what you're talking about. Loved a man for all seasons, by the way, one of my favorites. Uh, so, you know, you and I have, have a lot of taste in our classic cinema, uh, when it goes together there and always that, you know, and yeah, like, man, Sir Thomas More, we appreciate you. We appreciated your morals. Uh, do not get between the King and, you know, <laughs> trading down for a younger version of his wife like it's just that it's just that simple don't do it tommy don't do it just uh back it off all right uh uh greg wait you're muted there i think you actually accidentally muted mike wow that was usually uh, said, I, of course you're going of course he's going to kill you yeah that's just that's just what's gonna happen all right i gotta step up taking my 10 minutes here i i present to you three separate films that my premise in the end is, yes, we are going to flip perspective today, but my premise and my purpose here today is to show you that in all three of these fine pieces of cinema, the woman is actually the main character. If you're paying attention, they only dangle some things out in front of you to distract you and make you think the man is the main character. I'm going to start with the film that made me know that I was going to marry my lovely wife, the absolute pinnacle of cinematic mastery that is john carpenter's big trouble in little china firstly one of the best films ever made if you haven't watched it if you're listening to this out there steam people go out when we are done find a way to stream it find it on dvd whatever it takes get out and see this movie it's one of the best films i think that's ever made now in truth <laughs> one of the premises is that the hero one, Mr. Jack Burton, portrayed by, uh, uh, you know, uh, portrayed by no, less, uh, no other than Kurt Russell, who is the protagonist, allegedly the main character, who is a loudmouth, drunken talking, you know, just swinging dick, just out there, always getting himself in trouble, really doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Like, you can figure that out pretty quickly. And that his uh, sidekick, as you will, by the name of Wang, um, is the guy who knows what's going on. Like he's the guy who can uh, neg help negotiate through San Francisco Chinatown, tells him all the legends, all of these action hero things going on, right? And they, uh, he's the guy who ends up uh, doing all the cool action moves and you know helping to take out the bad guy. But in the the role of the heroine, if we we're using the proper terms, if that's the particular pronoun we're going with here today, which we'll, we'll go with that for now, um, is one, Kim Cattrall, in one of her very earliest roles, long, but probably around the time, a little before Mannequin, uh, certainly long before uh, Sex in the City. But she plays um, a, a lawyer by the name of Gracie Law. And if you really pay attention to what's going on, not only is she the smartest character in the film, she's the one who figures it all out, and she's the one who gets everything going. She is taken captive by one David Lopin because of her green eyes, uh, uh, her with, and, and another uh, another woman by the name of Mao Ying, uh, both there to help break a curse so this uh, this this ghost can come back to corporeal form, whatever. She's the one who can first break his spell. She's the one who understands what's going on. She's the one who every step of the way gets that are both our heroes, right? The one who thinks he's the hero, the one who actually is the hero, whatever. Always she's the one who knows where to send them next. She knows that Mao Ying has been uh, kidnapped and brought to a brothel. She knows who David Lopin is. She knows where the underground world is. She understands all of these things way faster, way quicker than every man in this film. So Her name's not Mary Sue? Uh, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, look, she's a reporter, all right? Come on. And she knows what she's doing. Yes, okay. Like early April O'Neil. Yeah, early April now. That's a better, that's a much better case of it. Exactly. Well before the TMNT. So you have that fine piece, by the way, fantastic piece of cinema. 
go watch it, watch it again, watch it two, three, four times. It takes about that many times to really just soak all that in that way. Wonderfulness. Now, <laughs> which movie? Big Trouble in Little China. You oh. got to watch that one. Um, now, John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China. Let's be careful. Now, I'm gonna t- I'm actually going to show you the same movie again, repackaged for you, which is Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Yeah. Truth is not the Mario Van Peoples. Exactly. Not the Mario Van Peoples solo. Unfortunately. Uh yeah, great movie. But for my illustrative purposes here, not what I need. Uh the uh uh solo, a Star Wars story, is exactly the same. It is big trouble in Little China set in the Star Wars universe, right? Han Solo. He's out there. He's always a braggart. He's always talking a line of shit. He always gets himself in trouble. He has no idea really what's going on. The one who saves his ass every single time, the one who can really do it all is Chewie, right? The sidekick (laughs) there is always the guy, right? You know Chewie. Chewie knows what the fuck is going on. Chewie always fixed the ship. Chewie can really fly the ship. Chewie knows what are you doing right now? What are you saying right now? You're, you know, you're totally going to get your, you know, get your balls in a sling as you say this. What are you doing right now, man? Stop it. Honest to God, Han should listen to Chewie. However, in Solo, a Star Wars story, he has a, a woman that he is infatuated with. They're both coming off the planet of Coruscant, and her name is Kira. And in the end, Kira ends up becoming part of the underground, part of the, uh, part of the criminal underworld, overlooked by her boss. Uh, you know, uh, um, but nevertheless, he wishes, of course, to possess her. He's extremely jealous. Uh, um, uh, you know, he's tried to try to manipulate the whole situation. But again, if you pay close attention, Kira is the one who understands the entire heist. Kira is the one who makes sure the heist goes off and in the end gets it so that she takes control of the criminal empire just underneath. Uh, well, little little bit of a, a spoiler alert here. It's run by Darth Maul. If you're a Star Wars person, you know who I'm talking about. If not, you're like, Josh, what are you talking about right now? I get that. But nevertheless, watch this film. Give it a watch. through. I think it was actually a really fun film. I don't think it's the best Star Wars film I've ever watched, but really it unfortunately suffered from a bad release date and bad marketing directed by Ron Howard, for Christ's sake. I mean, did a great job. You said Um, bad directing? Uh, no, I said directed by. Oh. That's all. Yeah, he did a great job. Uh, you know, it's yeah. it's like it just highly got, underrated. The highly underrated bad marketing, and when they chose to release it, they chose to release it on a holiday weekend with some other things that just really buried it. It was just a, a bad choice by Disney. So I got know. a different feeling, but I'll let you finish. Okay, fair enough. Um, finally, though, I bring you back to well, I kind of bring it around because we had Solo. I bring it around to the original, the one, the only. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now I know we were talking, of course, about rewriting things and roles. I was going to do that, that one. It always gets it always gets retold. It, it now gets marketed as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't do I don't play that shit. Okay, on shot first. It's Raiders of the good Lost so, Ark. Good to know. It's also Mad Max followed by the Road Warrior. Not Mad Max, the Road Warrior. There's just certain things here. It just is what it is. I I, I don't you know. People got to have principles, man. If not anarchy hey i'm just saying mel gibson's also a raving anti-semite but you know i, I watched those movies because i didn't know it back then so that's all okay. says not a hill you'll die on alone that's i'm not it. with you but there's other people there's other people out there but nevertheless raiders of the lost ark right we have indiana jones the worst archaeologist ever known to mankind <laughs> He Easily. destroys so oh, much. He's good. He's just a bad professor. He's a terrible professor. He doesn't really preserve any of his notes. He really, you know, just is always out there. Uh, you know, uh, uh, he was Laura Croft before there was a Laura Croft. But in his his, uh, you know, his leading lady, such as it was uh, back then, was Marion Ravenwood. OK, played by Karen Allen, doing a fantastic job, by the way. She, she is awesome. Uh, she is so good in that movie. Uh, later on, they bring her back again in the Crystal Skull. Uh, for but no reason. For no, well, just because because she was the best leading lady that he ever had. But so but let's start there. But if you watch, you don't again, have to do it. If you watch this movie again. Yeah, Indy always thinks he knows what he's doing. He's the one there literally whipping it out. Yeah, I, I went there with that. He's got the bull whip going every other every other opportunity, except when he's got dysentery and he's got to shoot a guy with a sword. Okay, respect to that. But he's always the one out there getting into trouble, getting in all kinds of, you know, all kinds of things. 
Marion Ravenwood, absolutely, again, two steps ahead of him. She has the the, the device he needs to find the archaeologist. <laughs> she knows she gets in with Belloc, the French, uh, the French archaeologist who actually knows what the fuck he's doing, and gets some of the information out of him. She always is one step ahead every step of the way, knows what's going on. The only time India Jones has any use in that film is he tells her to close her eyes at the end. That's it, right? Thankfully, other than that, like that's the hmm. one piece of information she doesn't have. Other than that, I'm pretty sure they're dead within 30 minutes. I, you know, I'm just saying, other than that, the uh, the fact of the matter is he knows what's going on. He's always got it going on. He does not know what's going on. She knows what's going on. Excuse me. She is really the protagonist of that film. If you watch it really closely, she you know had to be dragged around by Abner, her father, everywhere. And she absorbed all that information, was a barkeep in, in Nepal. No less. Just <laughs> to become a property owner and, a, and can drink these guys under the table. Come Literally. on. This yeah. Woman, yeah, this woman is far tougher, smart, far smarter. If you notice, she saves his life multiple times in that bar fight. She shoots the guy before right, he, when Indy's about to die. She hits the guy over the head with the flaming log when they're trying to take off in the airplane. She knocks out the pilot. She starts everything going. She like knows what's going, going on in the world, killing people. That's it, man. Mm-hmm. So Marion Ravenwood, forget Indiana Jones, man. Fuck Indiana Jones. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. All he can do is just, you know, God knows how that man got tenure. That's all I have to say. <laughs> like right. that tenure review must have been something awful. So it should be Marion Ravenwood and the and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Here in oh, 100%. That movie would rock from her perspective. Uh, even the exact same movie. I'm, I'm, I love that you did it. Like I said, I was going to pick that as one of my examples. I do want to point out, I would add the one other thing Indiana was there for was the adventure side of things. Because let's be clear. Sure, you can bring up the bar, but then you're going to have to ignore the 10 consecutive scenes after where they only get out of it. Because of it, maybe dumb brawn, whatever. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'm not here to pick it apart. But his adventure part of it, be it violent or you know dexterity, whatever the fuck it is. So, but I'm with you. That would totally rock. Yeah, Hollywood make that movie. I yeah. mean, he does the you know uh, punching and yelling thing, and it's great. But yeah, towards the end, he just gets captured again. So it's like all of that Nazi beating up was really just kind of a waste of time. You just your dumbass ended up getting caught again anyway. So, yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. We did not need Indy in that movie. Well, in a lot of ways, it becomes like a like a reverse firefly when you think about it. Like, sure, the main characters can handle violence on their own, but they also have a specific character who's there to basically be the gun. So in a lot of ways, if you retell it from uh, uh, what's her name, Miss uh, Miss Allen's perspective, her character's perspective, Ravenwood, right? Marion uh, Ravenwood, yes. Yeah, if you tell it from her perspective, it basically becomes um, fucking Firefly, but in the nineteen eighteens. So, uh, yeah, you know, I like pretty it. cool, pretty I awesome. Like Speaking of which, uh, I think it's hilarious how much we love Star Wars and movies like it, because when you think about it, no one would want that situation in real life. Like, meaning if you took New Jack City and made the exact same factions, you're not happy. You are not happy at all. Because Nino Brown is now your main character and also your hope and savior. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to weird ways we look at things and because of space pirates. We're like, yeah, fuck it. And speaking of space pirates, I would say Solo was up against it because it was up against the impossible question similar to midi-chlorians. It came down to, it was fucked. It was doomed the moment they said they're going to tell people how Solo got his name. If they never fucking said that and just let the movie be, it would have been fine. Also, Chewie didn't fucking know what the hell was going on. He just actually knew what to do better than Solo because Solo was also apparently a goddamn doofus who somehow avoided death left and right before he became the one we saw in episode four. But before that, again, that movie was doomed because it made clear like a midi-chlorians question. 
was up against an impossible question. It was saying, we we're going to tell you how he gets his name. They should have never fucking said it. Could have been the exact same movie. It would have been much better received. All right. Chewie's a Mensa candidate. Like, let's just start with that. Like, that's mm-hmm. how that goes. And as far as New Jack City and space, it's called Dune. So thank you very much. We already, <laughs> we already have that. Working. Okay. What, what exactly does Han Solo do when we meet him? What is he smuggling? Uh, By he's the way, drugs. He's smuggling yeah. drugs. I get yeah, it. Exactly. That's yeah, the cleaned yeah. up New Jack City. But uh, the oh, true yeah. New Jack City in space is Dune. That's all. That's, that's just because it's I a would, cute alien. I, if it's I, fucking <laughs> sorry, yeah. if it's Pookie, it's Pookie. Like it's someone's pookie. strung out. Yeah, he's all right. So he's you know, but he's not strung out. You know, pookie. All right, there we go. <laughs> oh, well, it has been another fine, John. Another brave venture into the unknown where we acting. By the way. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> cool. The individual Another, played Pookie. It, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Does not get enough credit. Rock. That was Chris Rock, man. Uh, you know, uh, thank you very much. Gotta love that. Uh, another brave venture into the the ones daring ask to ask the questions that no other podcast will ask in the questions of pop culture and social commentary. We're heading off into the rest of the week till we can reconvene and go and go, uh, boldly go and ask those weird-ass questions that no one will ask and no one really wants to. But before we do that, Rashawn, what you got going on for the rest of the week? Uh, similar to everything. Try to survive paycheck to paycheck like 90% of the world and America. Actually, not the world, way, lot, way less, but of America. But I, actually, I, I can't let this sit. I, I'm sorry, I got to call you to the mat. Solo and Big Trouble in Little China are not the same goddamn movies one is like literally two idiots who land into a situation and barely avoid death and land into like a group of fucking thieves who died in the next fucking scene and somehow land back with his girlfriend and just fuck, fuck the bag up left and right. And he somehow survives into the person we love and shot first. And the other is a literally a story of an idiot who doesn't know anything. And his sidekick is just someone who tells the story to him. Like, I love that movie, too, but let, let's be clear about what we're talking about. Hey, it was the first movie. My wife just randomly, it was around our, like, fifth date. She gave me a copy, and I knew I was going to marry her because any woman who gives you a copy of Big Trouble in Little China, you marry. And secondly, you're uh, I'm giving you homework, Dan, over the week. you got to watch those movies back to back. Excuse me. Excuse watch me. Those two. During watch the those HBO two. era, where when they had a movie of the hey. fucking month, that meant you're watching that movie for the next three years because hey, there's well, like 10 movies strong. I've seen that movie so many goddamn times. You got nothing for me. You need a refresher on those two. All right. You watch those two back to back. You can come back around next week. Better get your yellow uh, turban, buddy. All right, uh-huh. there we go. That's it. I'm kind of with Josh on this one. All right. All you want. Gregory, what you got going on for the rest of the week? I hope well, it's, it's going to be a quiet week. I'm going to try to get some outside things done. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's, we do, I mean, it's not going to be really fucking cold. So, yeah, yeah. now we see the first kind of similar right. signs of springs. Actually, I got to right. ask, I got to contact you and ask uh, your lovely wife about, I got some garlic that sprouted in my refrigerator. No joke. And I want to see if I can plant that in the garden this year. <laughs> you so, have to ask her, but I'm, I'm going to sure ask the answer is no. But All right. Fair her. enough. But I'll ask yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's sprouting. Like, will it, will it, will it plant? Will it, will it live in the garden? So uh, I got to go feed my kids, keep them alive. We've kept them alive thus far. Uh, my, my youngest has not only decided to play the most expensive sport known to mankind, he has decided he set his little heart on playing the most expensive position in the entire world across all sports. He wants to be a yeah, hockey goalie. He wants to be a hockey goalie. Jesus oh, Christ. Uh, as if, you know, I mean, I think I've managed to steer the other one onto a cross country track. So, all right, maybe I'll, oh, maybe yeah. I'll make it through without being completely broke because it's a pair of running shoes versus all of that ridiculous shit. However, he made Dear. me very proud this weekend. He was playing the game. He wasn't in goal, but he was helping the kid who was in goal, who had never been playing it before. And he was extra kind to him. And when it uh, was always going up and pumping this kid up, saying you're doing a great job and when anyone on his team scored he was always the first to cheer so uh and, and he was throwing wow. himself all over the ice so that shit's proud absolutely uh going on there uh yeah we're gonna live on it uh please don't forget to rate and review uh go spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you are follow us on the socials do you even steam bro on instagram or steam gentlemen podcast uh out facebook.com we appreciate it we love you 
tell some people to tell some people. We're loving doing what we're doing. Uh, we're really having such a blast doing this. It really is a great time. We get to just sit around and talk nerd shit and talk nerdy to me all day long. That's what we want to do. That is exactly uh, that, that's what we want. So we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, please come back around again. Listen to us next week. Until then, this is Josh the Birdman saying keep your heat up and keep your head of steam on. <laughs> <laughs>